Welcome to the barbecue of the century. My name is <laughs> and I'm your host for the fifth episode of the Burnout Brighter podcast. Do you mean oh, Grillmaster Matt? No. Oh, Grillmaster. No, I'm, that's not what I said. Grandmaster he, Matt. He meant Grillmaster. Not Grandmaster. Grand, I can take a no, step back. Grandmaster Grill. Grillmaster because he said barbecue. That's what I meant. Grillmaster's fine. Grandmaster brings a much different connotation. Grandmaster of the grill. Wait, oh shit, I didn't mean it that way. God. <laughs> oh, are you sure you didn't oh. mean it that way? <laughs> sure you Freudian slippage there? Uh, more like, uh, no, I'm not going to keep going into jokes. <laughs> I'm not going to keep going into jokes. Yeah, let's this. not go down this road. Uh, today, I'm joined by Destiny. Hello. And Darren. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a fantastic start this week. We have a couple weeks running. Okay, uh, Destiny, in terms of a question that I should ask you, mm-hmm. uh, if you... Could be any piece of bedroom furniture. Which would you be and why? The bed. Why? Where all the action happens. <laughs> all that sleeping. All that sleeping. Yeah, definitely in my bed. All, all that, that drunk and eating. And drunk eating and napping. <laughs> yeah, this is my kind of Saturday night. Damn. Netflix and... <laughs> uh, Darren... If you had to either wear a watch on your forehead mm-hmm. for a week mm-hmm. straight, including showering with it, mm-hmm. or have all of your lights turned off for three weeks. I'm going to have to stop you right there <laughs> before you hurt yourself. And when I, mean, when I mean lights, I mean the ones in your eyes. Oh, oh God. All right. Eyes are very beautiful and luminescent. Yeah. Darren, look into my eyes. What if all the life drained out of your eyes for three weeks? Ew. What? <laughs> Sounds like an I, STD. I don't even know where to begin with this question because I think it barely functions as a question. You know what? I as really... long as he put, like, infliction on the end of it, it's still a question. Am I here? <laughs> That's you know, okay. I really ponder whether I should think of these before we start recording. I was legit thinking that. But, uh, <laughs> I kind of like down. being tossed into the thick of it and just yeah. seeing what comes out. I, I have a good one for you. Okay, I'm, shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Funny you say like, shit. what would you even categorize as light coming from my eyes? Light superpower. Like, well, like, like imagine that every time somebody saw you, they're like, Darren, why do you look like shit today? Your eyes look like garbage. Well, how about well, light? I, I oh, is that after the light leaves? Yeah. Oh. The light's See, gone for three weeks. Having a watch on my forehead would bring a lot of questions. I feel like people already ask me, Darren, why do you look like shit today? So we'll just keep going with that one. <laughs> it's already my normal life. All right. Destiny, what do you, what do you have? Now I'm it's fucking so scared. nasty. I don't know. I don't even know how I thought of this, but I'm proud of myself. <laughs> if you had to lick chicken ass. Or sniff a prostitute's butt. <laughs> oh my god. And I think it's a new record for making Darren spit up on himself. Oh my god. They're both horrible, but you gotta choose. I, uh, see, good. you know what? As, as theoretically tough as this one is, it's actually really easy for me. I, <laughs> <laughs> And there's, there's a reason for it. I'd okay. sniff the prostitute's ass. Okay. Why is that? I 
fucking hate and am terrified of birds. Oh, chickens, chickens quite specifically. So <laughs> they're evil little mongrels that have sharp beaks and talons, and they like. But you n- could just punt a chicken with your foot. You could just kick. It. I could. But you don't. But I don't want to. So you think they're that scary? You think that chickens deserve to be yes cooked and eaten and enjoyed with Colonel's seven secret spices in a KFC meal a hundred times over? Yeah, just like the game. Just, just like, like the, the game. game. And that K- <laughs> and, and that KFC sponsorship we still don't have. I yeah. know. When are they gonna call us? KFC, what's up? Oh my god! I just keep thinking of like the prostitute having really bad gas and giving you pink mm. eye. Again, I'm gonna gag. I <laughs> I'd rather deal with that than go anywhere near a chicken, let alone their ass. So, a quick little, like, left turn here. It's actually part of, like, a Korean traditional wedding stuff. What? For real. This is a real conversation Senna and I had to talk, like, have when we were planning our Korean wedding. Uh Uh-huh. Was that it's, like, a thing where the groom is supposed to catch a chicken that is thrown to him by somebody else. And then rip the head off? No. Just God, fucking catch the chicken. Oh, just, I don't know. I'm just so Please, Peter, we had to have an actual face. discussion. Being like, she was like, "Will you catch the chicken?" And I emphatically told her, "I'm not catching no chicken." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say, "I'm not catching the chicken." No. His ghetto came out and he said, "I ain't catching no chicken." Yeah. So um, yeah, that's why I would rather sniff the prostitute's ass than. You are brave, sir. Yeah, I, I you just are very brave. the alternative because it could have been a cooked chicken butt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, that's true. That's a nice. It didn't have to be like a live chicken butt. Also, a chicken butt's probably not going to give me a disease. And is it? <laughs> Like, even if it was a dead prostitute, some shit. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 Mental health. Welcome again to the Burnout Brighter podcast. If you're still here, thank you. God and, damn it. And why. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of different things. You can find us on Google Play Music. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, any of those big name podcast places. So please take a listen, like them, subscribe, share, review them, do whatever you feel is necessary to give us a hand. We very much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you to much. everyone who's kept up with us so far. And if you're new to the podcast, we're sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Welcome. And we hope you stick around <laughs> for whatever reason. Hey. We, we really need like a, a little thing where it's like, skip, click on, this, <laughs> click on this time signature to skip the bullshit and get straight. The bullshit is the best part. The thing is, you can't I, get that anywhere else. I should set up that timestamp, but have it come in just as Destiny said, the prostitute could be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. And you're like, wait a minute, rewind. Yeah. Rewind. False timestamps. That's good. I like that, actually. Uh, so we're going to start off with our segment called Games That Matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks ago, I talked about Celeste. Last week, Destiny talked about a game called that I'm forgetting. Unturned. Unturned. Darren is up this week. Darren, what is a game that matters for you? <sighs> you know... Just to show how prepared I am, I'm going to ask a question live. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> just... To not well, like, I mean, I could have asked this before we started recording. Oh, okay, okay, true. Go ahead. Um, it would be wrong for me to use Celeste again. Yes. Right? 
Sure. Okay. Yeah. I kind of just want to just say very quickly, I, I beat Celeste, and I am currently trying to get all of the B-sides, because the new update requires you to have every B-side completed to finish it. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know that. So now I'm doing everything, and I have some opinions okay. about that game, but we won't talk about that. Um, my game that matter, I've had a, a very, very frustrating week, and I think that Celeste has added a bit to that frustration. Yeah, um, that game, especially when you get down to the B-sides, is not easy. No, it's kind of crazy that it cares so much about mental health, because it really seems to hate mine in parts. Um <laughs> But, uh, so my game that matter is a game that I'm picking, uh, that's kind of, oh my god, Tess, Destiny, turn off your phone! It's about to be so! Okay, alright, uh, the game I'm picking is from a time in my life that I felt very frustrated, and felt like I couldn't really accomplish a lot, uh, and that game is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I am not picking Xenoblade Chronicles 1, the game that I think is much better. Okay. But I am going to pick Xenoblade Chronicles 2, because unfortunately Xenoblade Chronicles 1, I think, added a bit to my negative mental health, uh, even though it's the better game and I like it better. But Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a game uh, for you to look at anime girls half naked. That's and why you got it. that is pretty much the main point of the game. Is that what helped your mental health? That is not what helped my mental health. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. I think it's a great game, uh, but if you do not like fan service or have a low tolerance for it, do not play this game. So what about it stood out to you? Uh, the absolute unrelenting positivity that goes through the entire game. Every Your main character, Rex, who looks like a... 12 year old boy but is apparently through dialogue in the game old enough to drink uh who's so he must not be 12 unless he is 12 and they're giving 12 year olds alcohol as long as you can reach the counter they'll give you a drink wow okay well i mean he's also pretty short so he might not even be able to reach the counter me too anyways he is the most positive character i might have seen in any video game and this whole game is about overcoming odds and pushing through some of the hardest times you'll have to go through, uh, overcoming death, um, fighting, pretty much fighting God. Uh, you're not actually fighting God. I don't want to get into spoilers here, but you're fighting pretty powerful things and just putting one foot in front of the other. And it's a game that reminded me that sometimes... You have to just persevere. And it doesn't matter how th tough things get. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And this game kind of made me feel when I was playing it that even though they are having terrible things happen to them, they are always, always staying positive and always pushing through. And it kind of led to me feeling the same way for a period of time where I said, if they can be positive... I can be positive, and I can push through, and I can make it through. So, as a JRPG, those games tend to go on for quite a number of hours. Did you feel like that mood or that feeling persisted throughout? Or did you feel like there were moments that you kind of maybe get have gotten, may have gotten mm. more frustrated with the game, but something kind of brought you back to that space of positivity? No, it, for me, I'm a, a completionist when I play games, so I was over-leveled 
for most of the game. So it was a pretty easy game for me. Um, and so because I could always make pretty good progress, uh, I never had a, a stopping point, really, a blockage, I, I did feel like that positive positivity pushed through from start to finish. Because, like, I mean more along the lines of, like, that game runs for, what, easy 100 hours? Yeah, I put my final playtime was 165 hours. Right. So, I mean, like, a positivity that can maybe feel sometimes too saccharine yeah. can almost be detrimental at a certain point, right? Yeah. Like, I don't mean much as much yeah. as what's the game difficult. What's yeah, I mean, yeah. like, oh, right, I see. Like, that. as, because the game is so long, it's not like you spend eight hours with that kind of positivity and you it, leave kind of wanting more. No. Did you feel yourself getting wary of it as it went? I did not, surprisingly. I think that's because it's the main character who has that unrelenting positivity and all the characters that are in your party around him um, are much more realistic in terms of, like, their opinions on life. They don't think it's always sunshine and rainbows. Okay. And uh, some of them are actually quite pessimistic. Hmm. Uh, and so I think they balance out the main character's positivity. And there are definitely moments where things just got so sour. And the game does not try and make light of those situations. When things go bad, it does actually treat them like genuinely bad experiences. And I'm not saying they're like oh, this person died. You know what? It's okay, guys. People die all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just keep going. No, they take the time to mourn. They take the time to be like, hey, this is this is serious. Serious, yeah. Um, so, I yeah, the positivity did not outstay its welcome for me. And I think maybe I was just in a point in my life where, like, that's what I needed. I didn't need negativity. I needed to just stay positive. And, um, and that's what I was about to ask. Do you think that your mental health, your mental health state at the time... Uh, was influenced by the fact that this game was so positive. Like, do you think if you had played it when you were at a different point in your life, do you think that it would have had the same effect? I don't know if it would have. I actually don't think it it, it would have as much. Because the thing is, it's not as good as the first game. And the first Xenoblade is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. And actually, I think one of the good things that helped me stay more positive in this game is that it wasn't as good of a game. Because with Xenoblade 1, it was, in my opinion, such a good game that I didn't want to put it down, and it got a little toxic where I was, like, avoiding responsibilities because I wanted to keep playing it. Where this one, I was like, it's fine. I can leave it for a bit. It's like, it's fine. I can leave it for a bit and come back to it later. I don't feel, like, urged to, like, ignore the rest of my life. Like, I'd play it, and then I would do something, and I'd come back and play it some more. So it's actually just, like, the right level of okay, I'm having fun, but I'm not having so much fun that I want to escape my life. Mm, that's really important, because I think a lot of people play games to escape their problems. Yes, yeah. yeah. I definitely am one of those people. So I think most gamers are, honestly. <laughs> like, it, you sit down, you start playing a game, and you don't have to think about anything but the challenges in the game. Yeah. It's kind of a relief. It, it makes you feel like you have more agency in your life than you... Right, than like you more might control, have, yeah. yes. More control in the game than you do in your real life. Yes. Um, yeah. So, Xenoblade Chronicles 2... You were the perfect level of positivity to help me through a rough moment where I did not want to push forward. You taught me that I should push forward, and you were just the right level of mediocrity that you did not <laughs> overwhelm me. So thank you. I think that's good. I think I would have gotten annoyed playing a game that was super positive all the time. It's, but see, I, I might be overselling it because I'm thinking of all the positive moments over 165 hours. Okay. When you condense it, it, okay. it, it seems like a lot. But like, 
there's also long stretches of you just like exploring and fighting things where there's no positivity, just barely any story. You're just uh, playing. playing. Yeah. So like it it it's it has pacing. Right. I will not okay. say it's well paced. Okay. The game has pacing. Okay. But it's it's nice that you looking back to it, the things that do stand out are those mm. positive yeah, moments. Those are the things that kind of come back to you to the forefront of your yeah. mind rather than it's it, rather than grinding for 20 hours and and hearing the same line we are ursula's new groove repeated <laughs> a that, million times in that fucking combat and that combat which i still love fucking i'm excited to like i'm glad we were talking about games that like affected us positively yeah. But I'm excited to find out about games that affect us negatively. negatively. I would love to talk about that. I think that. we should yeah. talk about that too. I think that matters just as much. Yeah. Because right? yeah. cool. I definitely have some. Cool. All right. Thank you, Darren, for another segment of Games That Matter. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to hop into the news. This week we're going to be talking about two different news topics. PlayStation had a state of play and After Party got a release date. So this is coming from IGN from Lucy O'Brien. Uh, some of the takeaways from the state of play, which for anyone who doesn't know, is kind of like Sony's Nintendo Direct. They put out a video that's usually 20 to 40 minutes long with a bunch of announcements of new games and new stuff that's going on. Um, Nintendo Direct has been doing this for quite some time. Sony decided to do something similar, even in the way that the fucking graphics work in the actual thing. It it's looks very Nintendo. Weird. Weird how um, similar it is. <laughs> but basically... What happened is uh, Humanity was unveiled. It's a new game from Enhance, the team that did Res and Tetris Effect. This base, this game basically looks like, imagine hundreds of people... Uh, Being and, shot out of a cannon. Yeah, running around okay. and doing things. It looks it looks <laughs> super, super weird. Literally like a way... Like, imagine water flowing, mm-hmm. and imagine that water is people. Yeah. And that is Humanity. That, that looks kind of gross. Like, <laughs> the way I'm picturing it's, it. It's definitely very, very strange. Okay. Um, we didn't learn too much about the game. We do know that it's coming sometime next year, but that's about all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, Call of Duty dropped a new trailer. And it looked like Call of Duty. And it looks like Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, people are all mad because there's a timed exclusive PlayStation 4 mode. There's a whole mode that's locked to the PlayStation 4 for a year. Yeah. So people is pissed. Yeah. I mean, like, well, what's the purpose of that? To drive people to play it on PlayStation 4. Yeah. So you, guess what? You need a PS4. You can't play that mode on Xbox. Sony probably jump, dropped some Damn, change. I know Xbox feels the, the shade on that. Yeah, seriously. Uh, seriously. Uh, Wattam. Wattam, uh, I think. Is it Wattam or Wattam? I don't care Wattam? because this is a this is this is a new game in my notes that I have written as from those fuckers that made Katamari Damacy. Yes, coming out in December. This Those's game looks like some heat. I love it. I fucking hate it. Um, this game looks like uh, you're a, like a little man of sorts who goes around looking for other little friends. I saw someone on Reddit Aww. make a joke that it's. In reference to Death Stranding and Hideo Kojima saying he wanted to invent a new genre, that Watam looked like another stranding game because mm. you're making connections between characters. You literally are, though. Yeah. Um, Except this this has been being in the making for, like, five years. It's ridiculous. Well, it also went from being, like, a Sony exclusive to being dropped to now being back in a state of play. So yeah. it's been on quite some ride. Yeah. Um, Arise, A Simple Story, was unveiled. It's out next year. This game looks actually fucking beautiful. You basically play this, like, old man who essentially... Right the, the beginning of the trailer shows him passing away, shows his funeral, and then the rest of the game looks like kind of his journey to heaven. Um, oh, that reminds me of that movie with Robin Williams. Oh, the... I've seen it, where he goes into, like, a painting. Yes. 
Because his wife was a painter and then yes. he has to go to hell to find her because she lost her soul. I can't remember the name, but it was such a good movie. Yeah, it was a really good movie. That's Never what heard of this was. before. It's so good. Um, the game looks super cool. I got serious journey vibes from it, especially because you're moving towards like a mountain with yeah. like a light on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the longer the trailer went on, the less I felt like that, actually, because it actually shows like a bunch of really cool... Um, locations. It showed like this like foresty thing where they're like riding a bug and stuff. The mm-hmm. game looks stunningly beautiful. Yeah, it does look really good. Uh, that'll be out next year. Uh, Civilization Seven, long time coming, long time six. wanted. Was it six? It's six. Uh, six. Okay, my yeah. bad. So six. It's coming to uh, to PS4 and Xbox One in November. Uh, they showed off a bunch of VR stuff. LA Noir Case Files was kind of the standout one. This is like the and some VR new ones, the new ones that they announced. Yeah, too, they yeah. announced some new stuff as well. Nothing that really. Excited me too much. But Gorn. I'm super excited for Gorn. What the fuck is Gorn? You play a Sounds barbarian like and you corn. Well, <laughs> y'all want you, some Gorn? You you play basically a big meathead with a battle axe and you like chop people to pieces in a coliseum and it's very cartoony. Of course and like, you like this game, you non-violent. It's hilarious. <laughs> Interesting. Um, they announced a Death Stranding PS4 Pro bundle that's coming alongside the game in November. And your controller uh, looks like a bridge baby. Your controller does look like a bridge baby. The fuck is a bridge baby? It's a baby that you hold for the whole game. Yeah, the game literally has like these babies that you carry around and like fucking... Why do we call them a bridge baby, though? Because they bridge you to the... The underworld. Other, uh, the other side, the upside yeah. down or whatever. Yeah. Ah. The game is all kinds of fucked that's up. That's weird. It's, it's Hideo <laughs> Kojima. Okay. Uh, PS Plus was announced for October. We're getting The Last of Us Remastered and MLB The Show 2019. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. The Last of Us. Um, yeah. This looks dope. I actually think this is a great month. Um, MLB The Show is always a game that I've kind of been like, I'd love to try that sometime. Never wanted to pay for it. Mm-hmm. It always reviews crazy yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, Last of Us Remastered with Last of Us 2 coming soon. Mm-hmm. It's a good time for anybody to play it who hasn't jumped on it. Mm-hmm. We should definitely make Destiny play through it. Yes. No, because there's zombie the, things in it. It's not game, It's it, not scary as much as it is eerie. Yeah. Do you like the Walking Dead TV show? Nope. Okay, never mind. Yeah. But it's better than the Walking Dead TV show. Which means double nope. The game is... <laughs> Fucking incredible! Because we'll I know it's like these things, these plant things, and they like yeah. they the, fucking. Yeah. The game spends looking. more time with human. Uh, okay, but than... like, are there jump scares in the game? A couple, yeah. but they're not. There's not a lot. Okay, we'll make her play. We'll we'll do a yeah. We'll do a let's play of it. We're gonna do it. Yeah. Sorry, D. I need to be drunk. I never. Played... I'm not gonna play it. So <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I never played the DLC either, so I, I'm definitely gonna want to. The DLC is fantastic. Yeah. I think um, people would be more interested in watching men jump and be really scared. We'll still be jump. there with you. Yeah. You're not going to get scared. We both played the game, though. See? Yeah. So you're not going to be scared. I, but I don't remember well enough to know when the jump scares come out. Oh, I'm, I'm already nervous. Uh, and the big the big megaton, The Last of Us 2, is coming in February. February 21st, 2021. They unveiled a new trailer uh, showing off Joel for the first time and showing off Ellie's quest for vengeance question mark yeah there's some uh there's some theories that i don't want to go i actually don't want to say any of the theories because if they're right it, it would be a big spoiler yeah um i don't know people are, are a little ifed miffed is what i wanted to say i said ifed instead um <laughs> they're ifed they, they, they feel like naughty dog showed off more story stuff in this trailer than they should have um i genuinely don't believe anything is what it seems yeah, like it I is i don't think so either. maybe uh, they just showed off a bunch of stuff, but they still have a lot up their sleeve. I'm sure they do. The game is coming in two discs. Yeah. The game is supposedly fucking massive. So, yeah. I mean, like, the only other game that's come out this console generation on two discs... Two discs? Two discs! Two Man, discs. that beer fucked you up. Uh, yeah, right? 
um, is was Red Dead 2. Yeah. So I cannot wait for this game. This is one of my most anticipated games. And fucking quarter one next year is looking stacked as shit mm-hmm. with this Video. fucking Final Fantasy 7, Cyberpunk. There's so much Cyberpunk's going to be so good. It's oh going to be yes. unreal. It's going to be like sex. Um, yes. Guys. <laughs> y- yes. That's so scary. <laughs> uh, Darren, from this list, what is one thing that stands out to you? Oh, I, I'll, I, okay. I, I, I was, um, well, with Tom. For sure. God damn it. Because uh, I, I <laughs> love the Katamari Damacy and this guy's... Uh, is that the game where it's like this big guy and like, no, that's yeah. not it. So you he, roll a ball. Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. game was so dope! Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and this guy <laughs> is this guy is such like an interesting person. He only ever made the very first Katamari Damacy. All the other ones were made by, a, I think, a similar team, but like he was not a creative director. Uh, because he only wanted to make it a one-time only thing. But it and got then so much success. But it got so much success. Like, you have to make a sequel. And he's like, no, I don't. And he left. Uh, and they, <laughs> well, Psych. You, you, know, you know how whenever there's a disease, there's always patient zero? <laughs> it's still his fucking fault these you, games exist at all. Why you do need, I hate it so much? I, yeah, you need to play it again. Now what that happened? Like, was have it grown. hard for you to play? The games, Is this one of I your negative, like negative? Yeah, you know moments? what? Like, I think that's what started it all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I honestly, I feel like state of play more like state of boredom because <laughs> wow, I uh, how long did, did you have? You have to dig deep for that. How one. long did you have that one cooking? <laughs> uh, about the the whole week. The, that I was uh, you were gearing up to it. Primed for it. I was primed for it. Uh, no, I, I I like state of play. The past couple ones they've done, they're like they're fine. They have like some good announcements. Like I was super hyped to see Last of Us two. I am actually really excited for some of the VR stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like Gorn, uh, I'm actually really excited for LA Noir case files. Um, and there was some other new game that they announced. I can't remember the name, but it's like a kind of sci-fi RPG first-person. I know what thing. you're talking about. That game was apparently played a few times, and now it's apparently coming out. Soon, yeah. So people are excited about it. And the medieval demo. Yeah. I want to try that. Um, and uh, but other than that, it's kind of just like it's fine. Like there didn't weren't a lot of big announcements to be honest, other than The Last of Us. Yeah, which you already knew was coming. Right. Yeah. So it's just kind of with Tom hearing that it's coming, uh, so soon. Yeah, and it's gonna be on the PlayStation Four. I'm just like super stoked to try that out. Nice, Destiny. Is there anything from that list that tickles your pickle? No, but <laughs> <laughs> I found out that the KMC game just dropped, and I haven't played it yet. Yeah. So I'm going to download it when I get home. <laughs> yeah, please play it and tell yes. us about it next week. Um, oh. Cause yeah, I live my I mean, love life vicariously through dating apps and games. Because you're much more of a PC, like a PC gamer than oh, yeah. a console, right? Yes, so. definitely. Um, I have a, a PS3, but I just use Netflix on it. Mm. Don't hate me. That's fair. That's yeah, fine. It's okay. We'll make us. We'll make you play The Last of Us. Hmm. Um, outside of The Last of Us Two being the obvious one for me here, the one that I'm actually really genuinely surprised by was Arise. Yeah. Um, which looks super beautiful and like. About oh, yeah. this guy's that journey to beautiful. what looks like some sort of heaven or afterlife. Um, again, like I, I, my initial reaction was again just this looks like journey. But the longer the trailer went on, the more into it I got. Music sounded beautiful. Art style was gorgeous. Uh, I'm super, super interested in this game. Um, so hopefully it comes out sooner rather than later next year. You know what? No, I take that back. I hope it comes out next summer. Because we need a fucking we need a break. We need a break because cyberpunk and everything else is going to take forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was basically everything that went down in the state of play. Uh, I really don't 
I really was fine with it for it being what. It's called What Dreams May Come. What Dreams May Come? Yeah, that's the uh, movie. The Robin Williams movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never watched it. I kept wanting to think. I kept wanting to that. say all the places you'll go, but that's oh, a Doctor Seuss book. Different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very Doctor Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's basically everything that came out of that. Like I said, I feel pretty good about it for it being twenty minutes. I think they used the time for what it for what it was. I thought a couple of the trailers ran a little long. The Call yeah. of Duty one again was a little longer than it needs to be. I think with Tam as Whatever as the game looks, I do feel like the trailer just went on for a little bit too mm-hmm. long. That's that, fair. That game didn't really... There's not a lot to show, I think. Yeah, I still don't understand how it's supposed to work. Yeah. So... Uh, humanity, just the fact that like we saw nothing about how the game actually plays. That's kind um, of like weird, yeah. So yeah, I feel like there was a bit of weird pacing, but I actually thought that it was pretty solid overall. The state of plays are fine. They just don't feel like they bring enough to the table most of the time. Like, the last one, I feel like, didn't even have a big announcement like The Last of Us. Well, the only one, we've only had about two or three of them so far, right? Yeah, I mean, it's still early days. They have a bunch of other stuff that they could work on. I think that we're going to start to see them hitting much more next year with once the PS5 is unveiled. And yeah, we'll see. I think that's when the kind of... Because we're in the kind of the, the tail end of the PS4's life cycle, right? Yeah. So everything that we know, all the big stuff coming, we already know exists. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to our next story. After Party gets release date. This comes from Jonathan Dornbush over at IGN. After Party, the follow-up game from Oxenfree developer Night School Studio, will be released on October 29th for PC and Mac via the Epic Game Store, PS4, and Xbox One for $19.99. After Party stars Janina Gavankar and Koi Dao as Lola and Milo, respectively, two friends who find themselves, well, dead and damned to hell. Wanting freedom from their doomed fate, the two learn that by out-drinking Satan, he'll offer them return to Earth. That's amazing. Uh, have you guys heard of this game? Uh, was it announced at the state of play? No, no, no. This game was announced a while ago. Oh, man. Have you heard of this game, Destiny? No, I have a weird question. What? Okay, so it has nothing to do with this game. It has to do with another game. I'm really sorry, listeners. <laughs> Mew 2. Is it Mew, like, spelled 2, like the number, or Mew 2, like, I'm going 2? The number. The number. Because it's that's a clone what I thought. of Mew. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah, Mew 2. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I, th- I think this game sounds like something that you've been into. Yeah. Have you ever played Oxenfree? No. It's, Oxenfree was a creepy fun ride. It's, it's beautiful. I don't play creepy games. But this is kind of fun. It's got a really unique art style to it. It's kind of almost like. Oh, I'm lying. I do play creepy games, but not like scary games. No, it no, wasn't scary. This like is like a side-scrolling adventure game where you play like a bunch of teenagers and they're exploring like a island, a, a spooky island. <gasps> yeah. And you have, like, a really interesting conversation system where you can, like, interrupt people. and Yeah. Um, There's this game that I want you guys to play, and it's, like, these kids in the 80s, and it has a very, like, 80s feel, and it's, like, like 64, like, you know what? I'm going to stop. Please finish. I'm going to find the game, and then bring it back up. But okay. it's just such a cool idea. Like, yeah. you're... you're 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 challenging Satan to a drinking competition to yeah. your soul for your soul. The like, game sounds hilarious. So ours, when you lose, what happens? You just I guess you stay in hell. Yeah, the whole thing is like oh, there's turns. multiple there's multiple like conversation options and stuff. Like it seems like the game is gonna have different endings, but basically, yeah, you're just on a quest to like escape hell by out drinking Satan. Yeah, so you know, like so is there no end to the game? There is. No, it's a story. Yeah, it's, it's like a story game. driven. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. I'm like, do you have to keep going until you finally? You know. No, no, it's not like a. It's not. Yeah, I described it in a way that makes it sound like a party game. Yeah, no, it'll totally. be. It'll be like like it's an actual story game okay. that has like so consequences only and story, story yeah. choices. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like 
the actual drink off of Satan will presumably be like, like the, the kind end of, of the final game. boss fight kind ah. of thing. Um, the game looks super cool. I've been looking forward to this one for quite a while. I'm very excited for it. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, the game looks fucking cool. I can't wait for it to come out. And with especially with Janina Gavankar attached to it, uh, she's awesome. I've loved her ever since I saw the League. Um, oh, she's a writer for the League. No, or she was an actress. She's an actress in the League. The league. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she was one of the actresses on the League, and then she um, she actually was the main role in Star Wars Battlefront Battlefront Two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, she's great. She seems really, really cool. So, um, And she's voicing one of the main characters. So, yeah, look for that at the end of October, right around time for Halloween. Woohoo! Perfect timing. Spooky! <laughs> All right, Grillmaster Matt, what's the next biz- All right. business? We're actually going to uh, briefly talk about Apple Arcade. Um, Apple Arcade launched uh, back on the 20th on iOS devices, on the 24th on um iPad OS and Apple TV as well. Um, basically, it's their new Apple's new subscription service. You pay five bucks a month and you get access to a whole category of a whole library of games that you can play as much as you want. Um, this seems like Apple's attempt to kind of make mobile gaming, quote unquote, worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually one of their mandates that any game on the service cannot have any microtransactions. They're all like fully loaded games. Really? That like you, you, all you do is you pay the entry to for the subscription yeah and they're the actual games are full games, games. they have like um actually they have like quote-unquote actual developers i don't mean to use that derogatorily like right. towards you know mobile developers but like um stuff like cappy they're, they're not making they're not making gambling machines yeah these are games like the a couple of the ones that i've tried out um grindstone which is basically kind of like a puzzle game like imagine like a bejeweled style puzzle mm-hmm. game but you're cutting your way through monsters to try and oh, get cool. to the end. Um, the other one that I tried was What the Golf, which is essentially like... Oh, I've heard of that. That looks so funny where it's like one golfing anything. mission was like, oh, you're like, you're playing the club and you're like golfing the person or something like that. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. The game's hilarious. Uh, it's, people seem to be, uh, at least all over my Twitter, people are super excited about it. Is, uh, is there other systems that it's on? It's just Apple. It's Apple. Oh, what the golf? I'm not sure if there's anything else. I know there's a bunch of the stuff that's there is Apple exclusive at least for yeah, now. Because I really want to try what the golf. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's so dumb. It's right. It's a really really cool service. Um, and it's actually one of the few moments that I'm like, oh man, I wish I had an iPhone. Yeah. Um, Destiny is all about the mobile game, so she'll be taking a deeper dive into Apple Arcade over the next little oh, while. Apparently, what the golf is also on like PC and Mac. Nice. There you go. Um, yeah, it's a super cool service, and I think that it's a really, really interesting one, given that Apple has actually put in a lot of work into the, into the service to make it seem more fleshed out than it is. Uh, Wait, did you play with the golf? Yeah. yeah it's I out? Oh, he man. He was playing it at work today. Yeah, I've been playing yeah. it on his iPad. Apparently, yeah. Oh, it's not I mean, like, yet. after he did his work, yeah. he was playing it's it. Yeah. Not, yeah, it's. I think it's... It's not coming out on PC until 2020. So yeah, that's like I mean, Apple's there's, the only there's tons of exclusivity. Can... Uh, stuff like Oceanhorn 2 is there, which the first Oceanhorn, which is like a Legend of Zelda style clone. Right. Oceanhorn 2 is out on there. Uh, there's a couple other um, big games, but people seem to be really, really excited about it. And from from the sounds of it, there's a lot of really quality games. Hmm. Um, the one you played looked quality. It was funny. Yeah. Um, Destiny, do you think that this kind of service, is this something that you'd be interested in? Yeah, how much is the fee a month? It's five bucks a month. Hell yeah. Right? and that, It's like, like full-blown games. Five yeah. bucks a month. That's five not, bucks a month. That's not bad. And I think that launched with over like uh, 150 like new like new games. There's obviously games that have been on the App Store, but there's also a lot of new games that are tied to the service. You, you, you need an iPhone to 
play it, right? iPhone, iPhone iPad, or iPad, or Apple TV, yeah. or the other services. You don't have any of those things. No, I don't. Loser. <laughs> I have no Apple products. Are you one of those people who hates Apple products? Uh, no. I just think that they're too much money for. What, I agree, for what, but you yeah. know they're for fine. A, they're the f- low payments of like. Nineteen ninety nine a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also just used to like Android as an operating system. I think Android sucks. I'm sorry, but like my Android has so many issues. Really, mine's fine. Nobody asked you about yours. You're I, talking I like about mine. I, I like the custom- <laughs> my Android. I just like the customization too. What customization? I can't do shit with this phone. I can just download files off the internet legally. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, with I, I, and like with like an iPhone, you need. To get everything through the app store. No, I do like that. I can do mm-hmm. pretty much anything on my That's Android. True. It's basically like my yeah. little computer. Mine, like, yeah, but mine's like my. P- I lo- I'm a PC person, mm-hmm. but I feel like mine shit just crashes sometimes, mm-hmm. like my PC, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. probably. And I guess because I have a PC, I don't need a mini PC. Yeah. In my pocket. Um. So Darren, I mean, does this service do anything for you in terms of maybe you on your next phone, consider considering an Apple product? How how um, like how big are the games that are released so far? Like, are they pretty large experiences, or are they all just kind of, like, phone-style games? Um, I'm not sure in terms of, like, like, playtime. I can tell you I've probably sunk about an hour, an hour and a half into Grindstone, and probably about half an hour into, um, what, the golf? Oh, yeah. And they do seem like I haven't been able to see a sort of ending for them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, there's a lot there. I guess one of the benefits of this service is, even if the games are shorter that they're coming out with new yeah. games monthly that you'll be able to kind of download and play whenever you want. Yeah, I think five bucks a month is a good price point for something like that. I I, I think I'd be willing to pay it as long as... Eh, you like, can try it on my iPad. I would like to do that. It's like, if I, yeah, I guess I have I to get an iPad. No, you can um, just borrow mine. I mean, while I'm here. But I mean, anyone who wants to try it has to have an iPad or yeah. an iPhone or something. And, um... Like, if I had so, one, I think I probably would. I guess, it, yeah, it depends how frequently games come out for So, it. just to give you an idea, the original Oceanhorn, um, just looking on how long to beat, took about nine and a half hours to do the main story. Wow. And now the second one is on... People are making yeah. games for phones like they make them for consoles yeah, and legit. PC. Yeah, that's what this service is meant yeah. to be. Like, it seems like it's kind of their way to try and cut through the mobile gaming, quote-unquote, kind of... Mm-hmm stigma that almost exists around the platform because every mobile like people think mobile games they think of shit like mario kart tour which just launched with its own five dollar a month subscription pass oh god yeah that i know we said i originally had the prediction that mario kart might have an okay monetization scheme i am full of shit this game came out with the worst monetizations like they have their own five dollar a month fee just for the game if you want to have the fastest difficulty mode and shit. And you still have to do the gotcha elements of randomly getting characters and shit. But yeah, I think garbage. I I would be interested. Yeah, it seems like a really cool service. I'm gonna spend some more time with it as well. Uh, Destiny and I will talk a little bit more next week once we have a bit more time to sink into it. Mm. Just because it just launched on iOS. I have a long trip to Seoul. Yeah, so I will be playing it. Exactly. All right, we're going to hop on to our main topic. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, sorry, whoa, 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 wait. So, this game already came out, but I was really excited because I wanted you guys to play it. I have not played it yet, but it's called Crossing Souls. Have I've you guys heard, heard of it? Yeah, I have yeah. not heard of it. Yo. Okay, so I'm just going to read the plot really okay. quick. All right, so Crossing Souls plays in 1945 where an archaeologist, Dr. Carter Jones, is sent by the U.S. government onto a secret mission to recover the Duat Stone, an artifact of mysterious supernormal power leading him to a forgotten tomb in the Valley of the Kings near Cairo, Egypt. Dr. Jones is able to get a hold of the stone, but disappears and is never found. Hmm. Half a century later, in 1986, five teenagers, Chris, 
Matt. <laughs> Matt. Charlie, Big Joe, and Kevin. Dis- Big Joe. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like the Goonies. It's so cool. Yeah. Discover his corpse on a bicycle trip through the woods outside their quiet town in California. And with it, also the Duot Stone. Taking the stone home and driven by curiosity, Matt is able to build a device with which his friends are able to unlock and control the stone's power. Though the friends do not fully understand the artifact's power, they find out that it is able to make them see and interact with the spirits of the dead. However, their curiosity gets into the scope of the former U.S. Army General Colonel Beringer, 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 self-proclaimed Major O. Russ, <laughs> who had organized the Duat Stone's recovery in 1945, and now wants to stop the friends to get deeper into the artifact's power. While the five children go on an epic journey to uncover the secret behind the artifact and the spirits that are made visible for them, Oras threatens them and captures their parents and friends to regain the Duat Stone himself and receive the power to control the deceased to accomplish his world evasion plan. That sounds really cool. This art style seems super oxygen free, actually. It's so, like, it is right up my alley. Uh, I actually think I own this game. On, I do too. On Twitch, because um, Twitch does their own kind of monthly games. Yes, that you it's can... on the it's on the Twitch. It's also on the PS4. Yeah, really. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I own this game. I'm definitely. I've actually been interested in playing it. So we should actually play this and yeah. we should talk about it. Yeah. Because yeah. it came out last year. It was released last year. Yep. Uh, February. Yep. So. Game looks super cool. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to our main topic for the week. Uh, last week we kind of started a conversation that a couple people actually said they wanted us to hear. They wanted to hear us talk more about. Sure. Uh, words are hard. Um, we started talking <laughs> last week a little bit about um, being violent in non-violent games mm-hmm. and what that kind of may reflect on our mental health or who we are kind of deep down inside. Um, we started talking about The Sims and kind of being violent in a non-violent game, kind of like The Sims where or the Roller Coaster Tycoon where people would play these games almost sadistically to not sadistically that's not really the right word but to kind of mess with the inhabitants of the game and what are the repercussions of that mm-hmm. um so i kind of want to pick that conversation back up and dig a little bit back more a uh, little bit more into it because i think it's a super interesting topic mm-hmm. uh destiny can you kind of give us a reminder of where your head was at yes last week when we brought this up Okay, so basically I was talking about how um, men and women play these games and how it seems like a majority of men that I have talked to, I'm not going to say all of them, Mm -hmm. have found ways to be violent in games that there's no violence in. Like, they've Mm -hmm. found ways to do things to characters, cause them to Mm -hmm. die in horrible suffering (laughs) ways, because it's entertaining for them, Mm -hmm. while most of my female characters are busy playing dress-up, having families, like, expanding. (laughs) Literally expanding. Like, you can go on YouTube and find a bunch of female gamers, and that's all they do. Like, oh, let's take her from zero to hero, or shit like that. Yeah. And then you watch guys, and they're like, let's see how many ways we can make them die. (laughs) Challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty spot on, though. I mean, I don't know. For me, myself, like, I mean, Darren, have you ever played a game like The Sims or Roller Coaster Tycoon, Tycoon just to see how you could fuck it up? Roller Coaster Tattoon? Yeah, Tatooine. <laughs> roller Coaster Tatooine. I, I have. In fact, the only time I've ever played The Sims or Roller Coaster Tycoon was for the sole purpose of causing as much havoc and, and damage to the citizens as possible. You know, I, I've, I've tried to get in The Sims on a couple of occasions, and I always try and start with being like, I'm going to give them a good life. And after about an hour, I'm like, I'm going to take away the ladder from the pool. <laughs> See, 
I am so opposite. Like, I want to achieve all the goals. Like, I want to get married mm -hmm. and, like, have a family and make my kids do homework. So I tried playing this game. The reason why this came up is I tried playing with my ex-boyfriend. And so we were playing the game together, mm -hmm. and I was, like, doing things, and then he would do shit when I wasn't looking, and it would be, like shit that fucked up the game so then like my character was depressed throughout the whole game because he walled him in and he pissed on himself and couldn't go to the bathroom and I'm just like what what's the purpose of that <laughs> why would you do that to someone like okay I, I have I have a, a an idea of a reason okay uh, and I think part of it has to do with like the taboo nature of it where I think as, like... Darren. As, what? I'm very sorry. Can I cut you off for a second? Yes. I actually did a bit of research into this. Yeah. So uh, bef before you kind of go down your road... Sure. Let me give you uh, a bit of psychology here that I... Because something kind of lit up in the back of my mind mm -hmm. while we were talking about this last week, and I couldn't remember exactly why. Mm -hmm. But I did some research, and... Um, uh, what's his name? Jung. Jung is a very famous old-school psychologist. Okay. And him, he was a psychoanalyst. Mm -hmm. So he kind of came up with this theory. He talks about a shadow personality. Mm -hmm. And basically what Jung speculated was that this personality lives deep in our unconscious mind. I'm getting this from psychcentral.com. There is a, there's an article here called, Why Do I Want to Hurt Things for No Reason? Yeah. Um, and Christina Randall goes on to say, um, this personality lives deep in your unconscious mind. It is not another you, but a quote-unquote shadow of you, mm -hmm. a more primitive you. It is not the id and is far more complex than the id. The shadow will, set, will send out the very negative possibilities that are possible. Mm -hmm. The shadow is reminding you that you have the power to cause pain. However, you have cho not chosen to do so. Right. You are showing the cat love, or so she uses the example of a cat, right? Mm -hmm. You could kill the cat if you wanted to, mm -hmm. but you choose not to. Mm -hmm. You are showing the cat love and affection, but the shadow reminds you that you have the power to harm it. Right. Right? So consciously, you find this to, re to be repulsive and disgusting, and it goes against your intentions, but the shadow reminds you nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like this is kind of in this same vein That's of, of what we're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, that is. Um, this kind of shadow part of us and like persona is screaming in my mind right now because <laughs> all persona is is dealing with the shadow version of yourself. I'm also thinking of Riku from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Mm. Right. So like, I mean, when, when you play these games, cause I mean like out when you're out walking about and you see a pigeon, yeah. it's not like, I'm going to well, kick I'm gonna, this I'm going to kick this pigeon. That, that, that might kind of pop up in your mind at some point. Right. Yeah. But you're kind of like, I'm not going to kick the fucking pigeon. Yeah. But maybe when we're playing these games, that inhibition isn't there because it's yeah. always this idea of. Oh, well, even if I, I'm going to start playing The Sims, then I'm going to play this properly. And after an hour, like I said, I'm fucking shit up. Yeah. My, I, at least maybe the way that your mind is working is being like, I could always have another Sim and try again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's such a lack of real world consequences that you feel like, why I, not? Why not? I'll it's want, a disconnect. Right? I, I, I can set that free a little bit. So why do you think... Males do it more often than females. Well, I, I, I'm interested if that is true. Is that... Did, did, did your research, Matt... Did your research say anything about males versus females in the shadow? Destiny I, and I, yeah, go ahead. I did some research where they actually um, were talking about the aggression mm -hmm. in women versus men. Mm -hmm. And the test that they did was they had 
then play a violent game Mm -hmm. with a male character Mm -hmm. and a female character, Mm -hmm. um, both men and women. So they said after they played the character that was male in the violent game, there was more aggression shown, a little less aggression when they played the female character. So I think that there is something about that, that men recognize about women when they play a game that has something to do with their psyche. That's really interesting, actually, because I think for an example is like when I play Mass Effect, I played female Shepard. And uh, I instinctively wanted to do the Paragon route, which is the, you know, the the good route. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to even like, in my opinion, uh, female Shepard has the best voice acting. And, like, I really wanted to play her because she just had the better voice acting than the male character. But for my renegade evil route, I did not want to play her. I wanted it to play the guy. It was hard to play her. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to play the male character of the renegade route because that just felt right to me. So that's what I think. I think a lot of it has to do with our perception of what a male is mm-hmm. and what a female is. Like, mm-hmm. And that's why I was saying I thought it was really weird. Like, when I talked to you guys about it, about it you're like, oh, whatever, it's just a game. Like, yeah. who cares if we're doing bad stuff? Mm-hmm. But when I talked to, like, my girlfriends about it, they're mm-hmm. like, I don't understand why you did that. Yeah. Like, what was the yeah, point yeah. of him right. setting the house on fire and, yeah. <laughs> like, killing right, him? Right, 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 right. You know, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't get it either from yeah. a female perspective. So. Well, it's funny because, like, it's, it's even in certain games right like i feel like we try and just kind of break the game in a way that we find funny Mm -hmm. yeah we're doing it for like i do it for like comedic effect and then i guess the question comes like why do we think that hurting these digital creatures is funny right and that's what i mean like how much of this shadow personality leaks out possibly more if you believe in jungian psychology Mm -hmm. right um when we're playing these games, is this almost like an outlet for this kind of shadow version of ourselves to run rampant without any real repercussions? Yeah. And maybe does that personality maybe live stronger in men than it does in women? I think so. I think it goes a lot deeper. Like if we look historically at how women have been perceived and how men have been perceived, mm-hmm. men go off to war because mm-hmm. men have what? That, that not just that they're strong, but sure. they have the mentality to handle it. That's sure. why a lot of women weren't allowed to be soldiers. And yeah. I almost think that it's, it's, it's true in mm-hmm. a way. Some women obviously can handle it, mm-hmm. but a lot of women would not want to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think like now we don't have where you have to go out and hunt and kill mm-hmm. and things. So I feel like some of that aggression or whatever we take out in our games because there's nowhere to put it now. Yeah, that's really, that's really, um, I can't, how many times am I going to say, that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> we need to have a counter. That's really interesting. Uh, because I, I'm guessing that that probably stems from just, you know, like gender norms of the way men are brought up versus women brought up in, you know, like a patriarchal society. Uh, and. Well, even look at the role models that we have when we're coming up, right? Yeah. Like, traditionally speaking, boys have, like, the superheroes. Superheroes, have, big action yeah, movies. Yeah, they have the ones like, that are known for being, like, the the bombastic character that always saves the day and more than yeah. often uses violence to do it. Yeah. We, you know, girls are growing up, quote-unquote, having this, the princesses, right? Mm-hmm. The ones that... Are going to care for things. Yeah. They're going to be it's very tra- nice and tradition. gentle. Well, even, like, with this idea of the mother being the primary caregiver, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's all, rela- like, possibly relating to these ideas of... As we grow up, right, like, 
the boys are always like I mean when you have girls be violent to each other when they're young it's always like what the fuck right, right. you have boys do it it's oh boys will, oh, be, boys boys. will be boys, boys yeah. yeah right it's immediately written off just because of mm-hmm. the gender yeah, exactly yeah man um it's a really complicated conversation to have because there are so many like uh segues that you can take yeah. to try to get to a point here yeah. and there's also two two main questions which is the question of why do we do it and then also the other question is why do we think that men do it more than women and those are two very very different avenues of discussion okay so let's follow one why do you think we do it uh Flat out anybody men men women no matter what why do you think we do it yeah because i mean i have a fun story because uh, for anecdotal evidence uh, <laughs> of a woman of woman uh Taking pleasure in this, uh, I'm going to bring up my mom again because I brought my mom last time and I had a conversation with her uh, after the last podcast where she was like, I said that when she played Grand Theft Auto, uh, she would steal cars only from women because Mm -hmm. she thought for some reason it felt better. She's like, I never did that. (laughs) Um, But I swear, mom, you did it. Like, I remember, unless I'm just making up this memory, but a different one that we can both agree on is that. So for the longest time in our household, uh, we were not allowed to play Grand Theft Auto because of all the controversy around it, uh, and like we just weren't allowed to play it. And then finally, uh, I was in high school when Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, so my mom's like, fine, you can play it. Like You're old enough like to make your own decisions. Whatever. I'm not super happy about it, but like you can play it. So she's watching my brother play it, and my brother uh, finds a rocket launcher hidden somewhere, and his first instinct is to take that rocket launcher, he's driving through a rough neighborhood, sees an old woman just sitting on a porch, just enjoying her night, and then he gets out of the car and shoots that rocket launcher right at that old woman. And I think I've done that exact same thing. My mom could not stop laughing. That's she thought it was though. the most hilarious thing she's that's ever different. seen in her life. I feel like that's like slapstick comedy. Like we grew up being desensitized to things like that happening in, even in movies. But how is that different? Because than she's something not like, the one who per- she's not the one who did it. That's true. She's not the one who made the choice that's, to do it. That is true. Okay, that's that's an interesting perspective. Ding. Oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that so yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, cuz I haven't really seen her really take pleasure or, or like do anything like that on her own she's just seen me and my brothers do it and find it funny right but she doesn't do it when she plays games how much of it do you think relates to the games that we play and i mean like kind of like the the genre of game like perhaps like like i said i've always come up on the action games on the jrpgs on, on stuff that again puts violence at the forefront of the game especially yeah. because growing up that was kind of all we have. We didn't have the more narrative-focused games that we have now. Yeah. aren't entirely built around that. That's a good right? point. It's not really until recently that I feel like we've had a, a larger selection of non-violent games. Right. So, like, I wonder, like, Destiny, when you were growing up, I mean, I mean, but you played, like, Streets of Rage and shit, too. Yes. Right? Like, what like what kind of, what genres of game were you playing coming up? Um, I mean, I guess, like, most of the games I played coming up had some sort of violence in it, right? Like Super Mario, mm-hmm. you were killing mushrooms and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But those, I feel like those are different situations because it's like kill or be killed yeah. Yeah, in yeah. those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had no problem. Like with Streets of Rage, I have no problem. I can't walk down the street yeah. and them not try to come at me with a knife or yeah, a fucking yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm doing this to defend myself and protect myself and continue throughout yeah, the game. Right. But um, any game that I played that was like 
I don't know, where I wasn't supposed you, to kill someone, yeah. I didn't kill anyone. Yeah, you right. followed the rules. I followed, not not just I followed the rules, it was just like, I that like a, being the good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, for me, when I'm breaking those rules, when I'm when I'm not being the good guy, and I know this is not a non-violent game, but I'm going to use Skyrim mm-hmm. as an example, um, because in Skyrim, you're still not supposed to attack the townspeople. There's no legitimate benefit to attacking the townspeople. Like, sure, you can get some gold, but you it's, attack the townspeople. I attack the townspeople. Why? And, well, so. For me, yeah, because one of my favorite things... Well, I never really got through Skyrim. I had a hard time... Uh, I had a hard time staying focused on it. Um, and Oblivion was the same. I, I liked Fallout better. Um, and uh, my first thing I ever did was I made, like, a necromancer character. And I found Summon Skeleton. And I just summoned a shit ton of skeletons in the middle of the city. And just wreaked havoc and watched the skeletons attack all the townspeople. me? But like, and you I know d- what though? What? I have a similar story because back in like, was it Far Cry Four? I had found like a bear in the wilderness. Yeah. And I stockpiled a bunch of meat and I led this thing to a local town. <laughs> and I just threw a bunch of meat in the center of the town and then ran away and watched from afar <laughs> as the townspeople were ravaged by this bear. Like. You know what game I like that actually gets back at you for fucking taking out your aggression Ooh. on things that you're not supposed to? What's that? Yeah. Link. Oh, in in uh, a link in the past, yeah, yes, yeah, you, where you beat the chicken and then a bunch of chickens come and fuck, fuck you your up. shit yeah, up. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I love that because it's like you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah, like yeah. leave the fucking chickens alone. Yeah, and it's almost baiting you into yes. that kind of mode. But right? I like, never beat the chickens. And I, so <laughs> well, I beat the chickens for my own fucking reason. Yeah, <laughs> you, hate you have re- Oh my god, I hate chickens. <laughs> fuck those chickens. Yes. Uh, that played into my fear of them. <laughs> <laughs> when they attacked back. There's like so many of them. Uh, but for me, I you mentioned slapstick comedy. At least for me, I'm coming at it from like a comedic perspective. I think it's funny because of the juxtaposition. Like you're not supposed to do yes, it. Yes, that's actually super true. You're not supposed to do these things. These lifeless, weird AI-controlled townspeople are going about their business and... It's almost funny for me seeing how a game reacts to a situation it's not supposed to be in. Mm. I also wonder, like, as games get more and more complicated over the next 10, 20 years, right? Mm. I think I think a big part of it now, too, is uh, you actually mentioned these, like, lifeless AI Yeah, it was like, right? you had like, to add all of that but, to but, that. But for real, yeah. though, like, that kind of, like, made me think for a second, because when I'm playing The Sims, or, like, when I played The Sims, or when I'm playing Far Cry, mm-hmm. like, these, a lot of... Maybe is it because like the writing in those games isn't usually strong enough to make me feel like the AI around is real or real or yeah. like the actual people. Like I know that it's just whatever, right? Yeah. So like I wonder like now maybe is it easier because they seem less human? And okay, maybe, so yeah. that's very important that you yeah. said that because during a lot of wars when people would go out, the reason why they were able to do that to other people is because they felt they were less human. Yeah. And that is like that's what I'm saying. Is that mm-hmm. the basis of how it, how men are yeah. able to do that. And I'm not going to say all men. No, sure, no, sure. No, no, sure. But how fine. men are able to do these things. Yeah. It, like, it, I know now it's in video games, but, like, history has shown men to do horrific shit. And well, it's always been because they've seen these people yeah. as less yeah, yeah. than. I, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to be very careful okay. with what I say here. Okay. Because. You don't want I, me I, to come I, across this table? No, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not, I'm. <laughs> I'm not trying to defend Nazis here. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Go on. 
So I think part of, I was just talking about Anne Frank. I'm going to class. actually cut just that line <laughs> of the podcast and send it to all your prospective employers. Jesus. No, because I think uh, there is some American propaganda, and also I'm noticing it in stuff like Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. where. Uh, the Nazi enemies are most of the time depicted with like full masks and like stormtroopers in mm, okay, Star okay. Wars and stuff because they're taking away a human they're face human from it. Human identity. Yeah, because yeah. in real life, Nazis are real people. They're humans that made terrible choices yes. uh, and and joined a bad regime and did a lot of harm, but they're right. still people. And so, even in World War Two, you're you're fighting Nazis, but you're killing a real human being. So it was part of the propaganda machine to dehumanize them. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, they'd be depicted in masks. You wouldn't see their face. Stormtroopers, you can shoot a million stormtroopers because they're not people. Um, so I think that human element has a lot to do with it. And, like, I'll go to Last of Us as a counterexample. Or Last of Us, there are a bunch of times where you're fighting human people that are your enemy. And they're trying to kill you. But they're... It doesn't work as well as they originally intended it to, I think, in E3, but it still happens in-game where sometimes you're fighting these enemies and they will beg for their life. And they are your enemy, but you still feel bad killing them because they added that human element. So, like, Last of Us is a game where you're fighting somebody that's against you and it makes you feel almost regretful for killing them. But I also think that's the way that Naughty Dog kind of built that world because yeah. you know that what you were fighting for was survival. Yeah. Right? You know that these people aren't necessarily bad people. They're not doing anything. Yeah. They're, they're literally just trying to get but, food and stuff to survive. Yeah. And right? I want to compare that to like sending a skeleton to, to attack the Skyrim villagers Right. feel less human than the enemies of some other games. So I'm like, I'm trying to kind of think about my own psychology of like, I felt bad fighting those last of those people because they were programmed and written to feel more real. Whereas... I don't really feel like these Sims... Even though they were all in a video game. Even though they're all in a video game, Mm. the Sims and, you know, these townsfolk and all these people, they just... To me, I always just come to it like, this is funny, this is okay, because they're not real. Yeah. Uh, Because they're not begging for their lives. Because in the Sims, they do have feelings. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but it's also like, I feel like a part of it is like, sure, they have feelings, but I also think, like, for for me, and using The Last of Us is a great example, because there were these situations where you'd get into it with people, and there's even a couple of boss fights in the game where you're just kind of like, Jesus Christ, like, this feels wrong. And, like... So you do it because it doesn't feel wrong. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. because like I feel like the game, like when, like with the Last of Us, the way that it's written, the way that it's built, like I feel actual guilt. So you have to feel guilty in order not to do something bad. That's (laughs) what you're telling me. No, that's I'm not trying to make you, but that's what you're saying to me. Like even though you know it's a fucked up thing, if you don't feel guilty about it, then you can do it. I feel it to I feel like it's less about feeling guilty and more about it feeling, like I said, like. It feeling more human, like okay, I, but I, that's why you right, because yeah. it feels more human. You feel more guilty. Yes, exactly. Yes, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's what. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. It, not it's just, not the guilt that comes first. It's just like it's when something's human. more written well and programmed well. And it's more human. That's what it, it is. It feels it's more human. So when you do do bad things, you feel more regret. So that's what regret. I wonder. Like, do you think it's because you can empathize with the characters? I more? think so. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like that's why I wonder if if this podcast, if we go back and listen to this 20 years from now, how much of it is going to be like a time capsule? 20 years from now, where games are at the point where like, if you're playing even something like a Final Fantasy, like a classic turn-based thing, if you're in it in some sort of VR rig, or if you're even like you're playing and the writing has gotten to a point where any enemy can feel 
more human or any townsperson can feel like they're out having just their day rather than yeah, always... But people still react the same yeah. way. Exactly. Like, I wonder, I wonder. If, if, if 20 years from now, if you're having, like, if you're playing a game, like, will these... Will, like, will your kind of this shadow personality, will these impulses be more checked because p- things feel more human? Yeah. Or will it just, again, kind of carry on? Yeah, because, like, in relation to another thing, and this also goes back to what I said at the beginning about, I think it also has partly to do with the taboo aspect, where you're trying to, like, push the line because the game doesn't want you to do it, and you're trying to, like, exploit that. In a game uh, like Deus Ex or uh, Cyberpunk or other games like Planescape Torment where you have non-violent options that are very viable options for getting through situations, I actually tend to try and pick those non-lethal options. Me too. Because the, That's really interesting. Because the yeah. game is giving me the choice. It's seeing like, here's everything, mm. and you are like, we're basically giving you the keys to do whatever you want, and I think it's comparing to like, hiding the liquor in the liquor cabinet mm. from your kids, where, like, in a game like Skyrim or or Zelda or Animal Crossing, where it tells you not to do these things, it makes you want to do them because they told you you can't do it. Mm. And, I we're, okay. And, and, okay. And, and I say Animal Crossing because I, I love going up to the animals that I hate and hitting them with my net and getting them <laughs> angry at me. And, You're just a terrible person. And, <laughs> Um, or sending them angry letters to try and, like, get them out of my town. Um, but it's because it, it feels like the game doesn't want you, so I'm kind of like, well, because you said no, I kind of want to do it more. But for, yeah, Deus Ex, it's like, no, you can you can kill them. You don't have to kill them. We're not going to stop you either way. The game's going to progress. Mm. And when it's given that option, I'm like, okay. I, so if they're I'll like, play- you can't kill any of these characters, you're going to find your way. You're going to find the way to kill them. Yes, yeah, honestly though, but like I'm, I'm kind of in a similar mindset. Like when that choice is actually laid out for me, I wish we had another girl here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really though. do. Just because like you're both like, yeah, no, I totally get it. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, like I, I don't get this, this at all. Yes. I was like, I'm, I'm still like, I don't see the purpose of it. To do it over and over. Okay, if it, the one time is out of curiosity, okay. But like people continuously do it. Yeah, do you I under- don't understand. Do you understand? That. Understand like. Do you f- kind of get where I'm coming from with that analogy, though, of, like, I hiding do. the liquor cabinet? Like, yes. I th- for families that have, like, liquor out in the open, a lot of the time those kids do not have as many issues with underage drinking, right. apart from families that are like, this is not for you. You can't have this. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm a very, like, I don't break the rules kind of thing because I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. So, also, like, so lack of yeah. real-world consequences. Yes. And I get that. But even so, I would feel guilty. Yeah. So yeah, I like my conscience would feel guilty because later I'd be like, why did I do that? So have you made these decisions in kind of in these games before, Sims or whatever, being like, let's see what happens, and then feel bad enough that you're like, I ain't doing that again, or have you just never? Never. Like I've just never never crossed my mind. I never even crossed my mind to do it. So the first time it happened was with my ex, and he did it, and I was just like, why? What was the point of that? And he was like, it was funny, and I was like, but why is that funny? Maybe I just have a sixth sense of humor. I don't think it. you have a sixth <laughs> sense of humor. I just think there's something that is like... I, I really do think it's a gender thing for some people. It could be. It could be. I like, really do. Like, I, the way our gender norms are, are brought up in race. Yeah. Things. I also wonder, um, Destiny, growing up, when you were playing games, uh-huh. and even like like the quote-unquote non-violent ones, like something yeah. like The Sims, were you usually playing them alone? Some, yeah. Okay. 
I know for us, we grew mm-hmm. up together, Darren. Mm-hmm. A lot of the games that we played, we played together. And yeah. because these were, the, like, usually back in the day, multi like, video games in general were a boy's thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Quote, unquote. Growing yeah, up, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It's not so anymore, obviously, yeah. but video games were a boy's thing. Always and marketed towards boys. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. because we, like, whenever we had sleepovers, whenever we had any sort of get-together, even to this day, if a bunch of mm-hmm. us, like, the guys mm-hmm. that we grew up with, if we're together, we're usually playing video games together. Right. And it's always us trying to find a way to break the game to make us laugh together. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? So like, that was never a thing. Even when I played video games with my little brother, who's, like, two years younger than me, and we played video games... We never tried to break the game. Interesting. Like, yeah. we just wanted to get to the end. Like, yeah. we wanted to conquer the game, but we never tried to break, break it. the game. Yeah. And that's what I wonder is, like, how much of it is also us growing up? Because we were always... We, we played a lot of games all the time. Like, even stupid shit like Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. I had yeah. vivid memories of playing yeah. that game with you. But we still tried to find stupid ways to play that game. Were you bored? No, because I enjoy, genuinely enjoy the, the thing game. is, it's like, I, genu- I I more often than not, if I was playing the same game by myself, and I was playing the same game with Darren, I was more likely to do dumb shit with Darren than I was by myself. Maybe it's just boys okay. being boys. Here's the thing. Well, here, okay. <laughs> Actually, I just came up with a, a brand new example. But again, okay, it's anecdotal. Like, okay. Uh, no, I, I know. I said that really aggressively. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I have a new example. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to make it sound aggressive. And... Obviously, obvi- uh, yeah. Obviously, averages do not like. If if you have an outlier, that doesn't really change the average or the trend. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of our friends and his fiance, uh, they just played Detroit Become Human, and okay. and both of them together thought that the best way to play the game, him and her, it was her idea too. Thought the best way to play the game was to make their characters as miserable as possible, hmm. and. Uh, all the characters? All the characters. Okay, because you play, like, several. Yeah, yeah, every single character, they wanted to have the worst outcome possible. Part of that is oh because God. I advised them that it would be hilarious, because it it's kind of is. It's super sad. No! Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, fucking the, the dark, sad! The dark endings of that game are fucking Yeah, dark. like, but, at the end, we're still... Oh, sorry. For people who didn't play it, I'm not going to say it. It is fucking... I cried. But maybe it's also because it's just so oppressively... I don't get that because that, like, that game, nervous laughter. You said know. that you played. What game did you say that you played where you could choose and then like Deus you felt Ex. like yeah. Yeah. this game humanized these characters yeah. beyond belief, and you still wanted them to suffer. Well, for in that situation, I think it's because I didn't really think the writing was that good in the game. So it's because you think it's a shit game. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you don't care. Yeah, no, I don't care Sims, as much about Sims, you don't care about the Sims, so that's why you don't care what happens to those characters. Yeah, actually, yes. All right, I get it. Yeah, that actually, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Any game I play, I care about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I didn't care. Or I don't play it. Like, so, like, I want to play it to the best of my ability. And that's what I mean. I wonder if how much of that is also just volume. Right, Maybe. like, like how many, like, because like I've played hundreds upon hundreds of games in my time. I know you have too, again, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have as well. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'll play almost anything to give it a try, whether I care about it or not. And more often than not, if I'm getting frustrated by a game, I'm more likely to be Just like, I'm, I'm gonna fucking do something stupid. It's because like, you're mad. Yeah, I okay, get mad. Okay, well, so that makes sense too. Like yeah. you're doing it out of aggression. Yeah, yeah. At that okay, point, that's true. that makes sense. I'm not. That's a really interesting perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I noticed when me and my little brother would play games, he would always want to be the evil guy. Or if we were like watching a cartoon, he would always want to be the evil guy. And I used to be like, what the fuck is up with that? Like, yeah, are weird. you actually evil? And I like, you know, we all work with with kids and like seeing them be 
really hard to control and really kind of evil sometimes makes it me interested to be like, okay, I had that mentality too when I was a kid, and why did we all have that mentality? And why now, I have so many questions. This discussion doesn't end, because now I'm getting more questions, because also, like, why do we want to break the game? Right, like, somebody worked so hard to put this together for you to enjoy it, and you're trying to fucking break it. Yeah, because I also get your perspective, Matt. Like, I also want to break games that I'm bored with, or I get mad at. Like, I'll break it, because I don't care anymore. But I also feel like sometimes I want to break games I genuinely enjoy. Well, I, I also think I just stop playing when I don't care. I also think it's like, <laughs> like, like, but breaking games that I genuinely enjoy for me, it's kind of being more along the lines of like, I like I have seen this game and I know it intimately, like I know it well. I want to yeah. see how else it can function, kind of thing. Because even so, this like, is after you've played the game a couple of times. So I feel like then it comes out of boredom too. Like you've right. played it so many times. Try what else new. can I do in the yeah. game? Yeah. So right now I feel like we have boredom. I fuck shit up because I'm bored mm-hmm. and I fuck shit, shit up out of aggression. The thing Those that, are the two things I'm thinking. The one of the things that is most interesting to me about our entire discussion here, Destiny, is that like you've never had that thought come across yeah, your mind. Yeah, that's crazy to me. And that's what I mean. Like for me, it's just like, again, maybe it's the way that we grew up or maybe that's the games mm-hmm. that I played. But like for me, it's just like when I... When I have the freedom to do whatever I want, I am more likely to do something dumb. Well, if that choice is laid out for me, being like, these are the consequences of both, I have a much harder time making the negative decisions. Yeah. Like, even for, like, when even for, like, because, like, for me, the difference, the difference here, though, is that for Detroit, I played it once, wanting to do the best thing. And, and, and any yeah. game that I played that until dawn, Detroit Become Human, I always, like, I'm going to do this one more time and try and fuck it up. And I can never bring myself to yeah, I can never bring myself to go back through it and try to fuck it up in in like ways you've that already I played it through once. But it's also ways that I know will like fuck these characters up, right? Like uh, I, I, you found a connection with the character. That's what I mean. I think for me, when it like it comes down to more of a connection and like these these characters feeling more human, mm-hmm. right? So it's interesting for me, like, and again, which is why I think that disconnect is kind of there on games like The Sims or games that are kind of more baseline in terms of you can do whatever the fuck you want, so do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's really interesting for me that that those thoughts just never came to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess because like in The Sims, I'm creating something, so yeah. why would I want to fuck it up? Well, yeah, your focus is on creation. Yeah, and maybe that's just because of the way that you were brought up and the way that I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't know. It'd be really interesting to have this conversation again with another female on, just to I, kind of yeah, have, kind I of would have love like that. a because like I do want a more balanced discussion on this. Yeah, yeah. because this seems like again. Right like, now, I'm feeling a little out of it. Yeah, because like I feel like there's no answer here. No, right? there's, just, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just really me just trying to figure things out. Yeah, because even when you say, "Oh, it's because of aggression or boredom," I'm also being like, "But also, what about just like." For shits. Like, I don't feel like when I'd be, when I'm like evil to characters in Skyrim, it's not because I'm bored or because I want it's to experience it. It's just because I want to see what happens. Yeah. It's because I'm evil. I'm truly evil. Yeah. It's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's put a pin in this discussion for now then. I really do think we should come back to it with, uh, with another guest on once we start bringing people on board. I think it'd be really interesting to have a female on. Yeah. And it'd be really interesting, Destiny, if we had somebody... Um, that you've known for a while that maybe play games because I feel like because Darren and I grew up together and because and if we had a similar situation with you and someone um, to kind I of I know the perfect person I think it'd be a really interesting discussion to have to see how she much games of, more than I do Ooh. to see how much of it is maybe the way that we grew up 
maybe it's gender, maybe it's something else. And I, I think she would agree with you guys, though, because she also gamed with a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think I only gamed really with my brother. Mm-hmm. Or so, by yourself. Or by myself. Interesting. So... All right, let's put a pin in it for now. We'll come back to it. Guys, thanks for a dope-ass discussion. Thank you, Grillmaster. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that's the one that's stuck, not that other one. Um, we're going to wrap up with our final segment, Lover or Fighter. Another round. Another round. so much. Love harder. Love harder. And fight even harder Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I am currently up in, in the score to nothing. Um, that is undebated, and there's nobody that has an issue with that score. Mm-mm-mm. Um, so... What? No. <laughs> it's only one, one game. All right, Darren. Hit us with a new set of Lover or Fighter. What's our theme this week? Uh, I don't have one. All right, the theme is no theme. <laughs> I was still sex? Too busy. It's, yeah. Let it still be sex. Yeah, the theme is... But, like, last week, the the theme was single-named people. Single-named people. Okay. We like people with, like, share. We have, like, one name. Oh. But if you share a porn star or a fighter. Yeah. Both. So I have no theme this week. I'm just going to hit you with some names. Okay. Okay. Number one. Simon Rex. God damn it. I don't know how to do this. Simon, it's... Porn? No. Fighter? Simon Rex. What is with these names? <laughs> you I, go first. Okay, I'll go first this week. Um, Simon Rex. I'm going to say fighter. You went okay. first last week, too. <laughs> oh, did I? Fuck. Yeah. I'll go fighter. I just feel like there's something about that name that stands out to me. Like, I'm getting really fighter names from it. Simon Rex. Yeah. Simon Rex. <laughs> just can't go either way. Can't go either way. I'm going to do Lover. Okay, Lover. Okay. Darren? Carl Clover. Sex. Sex. Who would turn a character? He'd have to be like a non-important character. I'm actually going to say Lover as well. I think that one's a bait. I think that's one of the porn ones that (laughs) like... Carl Clover. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the porn ones that's not meant to sound too porny. God, now I feel like the first one's a bait. Okay, keep going. Iron Tagger. I'm going to say fighter. I'm going to say lover. Iron Tagger. I feel like the iron in the name is meant to throw us. Like his dick is made of iron yeah. and he's tagging pussy everywhere he Iron <laughs> tag her. Oh, okay, lover. <laughs> okay, I uh, got to go through my old names and get down to Anna Lee. Uh, Damn it, this one's... That was like a normal fucking name. <laughs> That could be anything. She could be the president. <laughs> some <laughs> some club for small dicks or something. What do you think, Dad? Uh, Anna Lee. It just sounds like a porn name. No, don't put porn! I don't know. <laughs> game. Gamer. Okay. Game, game. Fighter. 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 Uh, I'll go Lover just because we've been the same in the last couple, so I'll go, I'll go Lover on this one just to create some disparity, because I really do feel like it could go either way. I have no fucking clue. Let's do one more, Darren. All right, last one. Xander Corvus. Jesus Game. Christ. Fighter. I don't know. Xander Corvus. Can we do Corvus. a new game next week? <laughs> Xander Corvus. So you're saying Fighter, do you? Yeah. So many of these names. I could do this like seven more times. No, we're not doing it seven more times. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do. 
This is the last time. I'm gonna do lover. Well, it's gonna it's gonna make a comeback later. I'm gonna do lover. God All right. Damn it. Let's see what's gonna happen. Destiny thinks this game is over. It's never over. <laughs> All right, our first name was Simon Rex. I said fighter. Destiny said lover. Darren Simon Rex is a lover. Damn it. <laughs> Simon Rex Fine. is a lover. Damn it. It's the name of my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Simon Rex. <laughs> Fuck. Because Simon Rex pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, guess, I didn't even think of that, but I guess so. Clever. Fucking shit. Carl Clover. Darren was next. We both said lover. Carl Clover is a fighter shit. Oh. from Blades Blue. You made me think it was a lover because you was like, get it, Clover. <laughs> Iron Tiger, we both said it was a lover. Iron Tiger is a fighter. Oh, shit. <gasps> also from Blades Blue. Damn. Fucking Blades Blue. All right, so current stands three, with three in. Destiny's up one nothing. Uh, Anna Lee, I said lover, Destiny said fighter. Anna Lee is a lover. Yeah, on the get board. Because Anna Lee? No, uh, I didn't get that because I'm not a fucking pervert. <laughs> I did not get that. Okay, this comes down to the last Why one. Why did you say it like that? Well, because it's Anna Lee. That's Wait, her name. Wait, you it was like Anna Lee. Yeah, but it's not pronounced Anna Lee. I bet you it is. <laughs> Maybe. Coming to the last one, Xander Corvus. I feel like fucking Destiny's gonna take it here, but uh, we're tied one one. I said lover, Destiny said fighter. Darren Xander Corvus is a lover. Xander Corvus is a lover. Okay, well that was the last time we're playing. The last time. Porn star or lover or fighter? And fighter. I, I'm I'm through all my Blaze Blue characters, so uh, I have some other well, fighting characters. Whoever created those characters needs a fucking drop kick to the face. <laughs> so uh, I am currently up three nothing in lover or fighter. It is two nothing. <laughs> that is the last time we're playing it for this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this wild ride. Thank uh, you, Matt, for hosting. You can find us on Stitcher Podcast, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and all the other big podcast services. Destiny, thank you for joining us on this fun ride and for being such a good loser when it comes to Lover <laughs> or Fighter. Fuck you. Darren, thank you for giving us, hitting us with the games that matter and another segment of Lover or Fighter. Find a new game which next is, week. Which is over yeah. for this week. Yeah. And next week, too. Yeah. We'll see. I won't show up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Darren, say bye. Bye. <laughs> Destiny, say bye. I wanted to think of a clever way to say bye, but I couldn't think of one. So I'm not trying to be clever. I'm just letting it flow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. And I'm Grillmaster Matt signing off. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Big butts and I cannot lie. Those other girls can't deny. Bigger. When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung.